Support for this podcast comes from Bradford White. Bradford White is a full-line manufacturer of residential and commercial water heaters and boilers. While being manufactured and assembled in the USA by American craftspeople, Bradford White's goal is to deliver high-quality, superior products specifically built for the professional contractor. You can always count on the performance and reliability of our built-to-be-the-best products. Visit BradfordWhite.com to learn more. Welcome to the Successful Contractor, powered by CertainPath, formerly Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. As a reminder, all episodes of The Successful Contractor are available on YouTube as well as your podcast player of choice. And for more information on how CertainPath can put your contracting company on a certain path to success, visit our website, www.mycertainpath.com. I'm excited to bring to you an interview with John Polizzi of Home Service Heroes in Tampa, Florida. John's been a great member for many, many years. Home Service Heroes offers electrical, HVAC, and plumbing residential services. And in 2022, this last year, the company generated over $6.5 million at a strong, strong profit market. A big part of ensuring you're highly profitable is managing inventory. And that's today's topic. John and I dig deep into inventory management. John offers a bounty of information. His managers inspect trucks weekly, including reviewing inventory. He pays his vendors daily, and he does an exceptional job of keeping his techs out of the big box stores. John really refined this process over the last couple of years. The last straw was when someone purchased a $250 pair of sunglasses on the company credit card, and he could never find out who the culprit was. That doesn't happen anymore. So here's my conversation with John Polizzi of Home Service Heroes on inventory management. I hope you enjoy our conversation and take away another two. John, really appreciate you being on today's show. Uh, instead of talking about all parts of your business, uh, really wanted to kind of talk about one particular area I hear you've got pretty pretty down pretty well, inventory management. Uh, it's obviously not a glamorous topic, but uh, it's one that can make all the difference in the bottom line. And uh, you were recommended to, to talk about this topic because it's something you've worked hard on at your company, Home Service Heroes. And considering you've got electrical, HVAC, and plumbing, I thought, boy, you're, you're a perfect guest to have on. So uh, if you're ready, I'd, I'd like to dig in. Is that all right? Let's do it. All right. Awesome, John. Appreciate it. Um, first of all, who, who negotiates materials and equipment for you guys? Are you primarily doing that? Yes, me okay, and so. one of the department managers as well. What That's department? Man- so, yeah, whoever manages that department, me and okay. him will meet with that vendor. Okay, very good. Very good. Now, how often are you reviewing costs to make sure they're not ticking up or, or when they do tick up throughout the year, you know about it? I mean, here lately, we're reviewing that um, just about monthly. Monthly? Um, okay. And how often will you shop vendors where you get serious enough, go, we need to look? Um, if they get out of control and, and the vendor's refusing to, to look and, and work on it, then we'll, we'll start to, to shop vendors. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm a customer service guy. We, yeah. I was built to provide great customer service. So when we receive great customer service, I'll tend to hang on to that vendor and just kind of force them to negotiate with me instead of, instead of leaving. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, that's true because, you know, if you want to haggle over uh, 
a tenth of a point, and all of a sudden you're not getting stuff. That's the point, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, now, in terms of uh, managing, uh, reporting, re rebates, and stuff with us, certain path. Uh, who does that? Do you do that, or is there someone in your office that manages? That? I, my office manager, Jessica, handles that. Very good. I mean, she every month she's reporting that. Excellent. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of those things you delegate and and just assume a tantle, right? Uh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, now, something that Sonia, who's who's your coach, uh, for those who don't know, uh, she mentioned to me is, and, and correct me if or her if if we're wrong, that uh, you pay your vendors, is it daily? You know, because I know a lot of vendors or a lot of members will aspire to pay weekly, right, to get a little bit of a discount, mm -hmm. but but you do it daily. Yes. Okay. So uh, it's kind of, it's all on purpose. Um, sure. I like to, to track and monitor our margins as as often as possible and we've got it down to we can track rough numbers daily mm. um so yeah we're, we're buying stuff every day wow now who, who's who's managing to make sure that's paid every day then in the office our process manages that okay and the process. we're going to get into that yeah very good okay now is everything you pay for is it is it you try to do credit cards or is that okay is are there anyone that insists on checks or it's all credit card um no, I think I work credit cards for everything. Um, yeah. That's great. Is there a certain card that you you utilize? I, I've heard now this Capital One Spark card is a real popular card amongst the group. Or, or do you have one that you particularly enjoy? We, we do use a Capital One. Um, yeah. And when we're getting close, we'll just use, I have a separate, I have a, a bunch of separate bank accounts, one set up just for materials. So okay. we'll use the account or the credit card. Really, really depends on where we're at on balances with both of those. Okay, very good. Now, do you, you don't do you have a VMI set up with you guys, or 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 no? no you sir. do not. Okay, very good. Now, who is ultimately in charge of that inventory? Then, once it arrives to the shop, do you have a dedicated manager or warehouse person? I do have a warehouse person, and he's kind of the facilitator of the process. But okay. the service managers, the department managers, are in charge of their department's inventory. Okay, so so what so we'll talk about that process then. So stuff comes in, the warehouse person what replenishes it, and what the service manager then is responsible for just keeping an eye on it to ensure you've got everything you need. So so our process starts with a fully stocked truck. Like that's mm -hmm. the whole process starts with that. It's fully stocked bins and labels, and we developed these these really nice. I'll show a picture here. These really yeah. nice labels that have pictures for for some of us that don't know what all the parts are. Sure. Um, uh, a bin code, uh, a description, a picture, and a quantity. Every, awesome. every truck has those. And if they don't have them now, they will, you know, as we as we go on. But um, trucks have the bins, uh, just the white corrugated plastic or uh, cardboard bins with the stickers on the shelf. So there's no yeah. question what's supposed to be in that bin, and only that one part is supposed to be in that bin. So it's really easy to look at, really easy to inventory. Okay. Starts with a fully stocked truck. That has to happen first. Yeah. Um, after every single job is completed, the technicians have to report uh, a replenishment purchase order. Okay. If they used, you know, one base plate off the truck, that has to be reported. Mm -hmm. um, one outlet, you know, one capacitor, one one, you know, PVC fitting, whatever it is, as small or as many as as they use, every, we require that in every single job before they are allowed to move on. Okay. And that's a function. Now Go ahead. Real quick, just so, so to, to kind of interrupt a little interjection. Is that all, I'm assuming that's all tracked through software. They're entering it through software. So yes. it's in real time. So that warehouse, per, right. who does that go to? The warehouse person or it goes service to, managers? At, 
dispatch, warehouse person, okay. and service managers. Okay, very good, very good. All right, go ahead. So it goes to dispatch, so that person can stop that technician if it if it's not. Got it. For example, they're they're looking at the tickets before they will give the technician another ticket, and they're looking for beautiful. Did we do tasks? Are the materials for this? So this is what dispatch is doing. And yeah. if there are materials that kind of halfway somewhat match the tasks, she'll move them on. Okay. Okay. If the service manager is not doing it in real time because he's busy doing something else, he will fall back to that later and say, "Hey, you installed four GFIs on this job, but your material you know doesn't match that. But fix it." Right. Right. So he'll get on them to fix it. That's great. So it's all real time. Very good. Correct. And then that then the um, purchase we call him a purchasing agent, our, our warehouse guy. Yeah. Uh, gets those purchase orders in real time that he knows to take it off the bin, off the shelf, put it in the guy's material bin. And it's available for him at the end of the day or the next day whenever they come back to the shop. Excellent. The idea is the guys use parts off their truck on Monday. When they come back into work Tuesday morning, it's in their bin ready to restock. Very good. And then the guys go ahead and grab their bin and they just restock it. Yes. And just right after their morning meeting or whatever and you know, mm -hmm. training and then they do that and boom. That's sure. great. They and then it's every single day, but when they do. Uh -huh. They should have a bin full of whatever material they use in the last couple of days. Now, who, who, so is it the manager, the service manager, then that initiates the reorder? If, if you know, we used uh, sold three capacitors or whatever, is that who initiates that that reorder? He oversees it. The the purchasing okay. agent knows that bin out in the warehouse has the same matching labels as these, but also has a minimum and maximum. Okay. So he can just look if he pulled the capacitor out of that uh, bin. That's you know uh, a minimum of three. Now there's only two in there. You know mm -hmm. that has to be reordered. Okay, very good. Now, does uh, does he have a uh, any kind of an incentive to ensure that everything's stocked and your you know materials and equipment percentages at a certain rate? Or no, not at this point. Not beyond hearing it from me. No. Um, okay. Down the road, I know a lot of people are are doing spiffs on on margins stuff like that. We haven't gotten there yet. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's you know, but you brought it up. How frequently are you talking with him, making sure everything's going smoothly, that kind of check in type stuff? Sure. I mean, we look at margins every single day, right? And so we can see if the margins have slipped for a day or two, something's up. Okay. And then, you know, frequently I'll just kind of wander around the warehouse and just kind of stick my head over here and stick my head over there. <laughs> that's my, that's my warehouse inventory control. Okay. So. <laughs> hey, you know, there's lots of guys I've heard go, if, if things are stuck, you know, stacked up in corners and looking disheveled, you know, that you've got an issue. You don't need to, to, to look at the numbers per se, you know, you've got an issue. Right. So very good. So do you do you do a total inventory of the warehouse ever, or are you just kind of real time? That's your process. No, it's just real time replenishing. Now, in our warehouse, there's not it's not a matching part to everything that's on the truck. We have okay. uh, our top fifteen to twenty five things that move off of the vans in the warehouse, Got just it. so we can replenish those fast. Like right, for right. some reason, like like uh, weather resistant GFIs are something mm -hmm. we move a lot of. I don't know if they're popular here. Our guys like to sell them. We just sell a bunch of them, whatever. So I have a couple of cases of those on the shelf so we can replenish those pretty quick. Other okay. items um, that we don't move as fast, I'm not going to pay to have in the warehouse. Our sure. suppliers are pretty good. If we order it like on a Monday, it'll be here Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. Um, those particular slower moving items are maybe two or three days behind in, in replenishment. Well, that's not bad at all. So you don't really run into the issue of having too much stock of any one particular thing. You've gotten pretty lean with that. I mean, if it was up to me, we would have no warehouse at all. <laughs> but that, that stresses everybody else out around here. And so it's, right. we, we just well, got a little bit. 
Sure. How about like larger equipment? We were talking before I hit record about air conditioners and stuff like that, you know, and um, how, or how, you know, do you, how many systems do you have stacked up in, in the warehouse at any one time? None. Really? Yeah. Do you have a drop ship right there? Yeah. I mean, so our purchasing agent, he he's assigned a company truck. He's got a pickup truck. Um, when we sell an air conditioner that we're doing the same day, he'll just go get it, take it to the shop. Wow. Our local suppliers are really good about keeping things in stock for us now. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't the case a year ago, but um, now they keep a pretty good inventory of of the systems that we sell. And again, our air conditioning uh, department's not super huge. Right. You know, right. we did a million and a half last year. We hope to do close to three this year. So we're not moving 30 units a day. Sure. So we can get we can get a unit every day. We can get two units some days. It's not it has not been an issue yet. Right. 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 And if it ever becomes an issue, we have we have driven hours to go get a system ourselves just to you know, take care of the customer. Support for this podcast comes from Dynamic. Since 1982, Dynamic Air Quality Solutions has been the leader in designing, manufacturing, and distributing IAQ products to the commercial and residential markets through authorized HVAC contractors. Our products are based on science and logic. We provide ongoing world-class technical and communication training for your entire team. They'll learn to understand and believe in the products and to communicate IAQ challenges and solutions in layman's terms on every call. Our training is educational, fun, and entertaining. You'll be assigned a world-class IAQ trainer and territory manager for technical support and to plan your training on an ongoing basis. Partner with us and enjoy the benefits of the science of clean air. For more information, visit worldclassiaq.com. Uh, you know, it's the unfortunate thing that, that you have to be talk, it has to be talked about, but how do you secure your warehouse? I know some guys have like cages around it. So things don't, you know, there's a crime of opportunity. Good people sure. do stupid things. Sometimes do you, do you have something like that just to ensure nothing walks away? So yeah, our warehouse is secured. Uh, it keeps the honest guys out. Right. Um, I mean, there's a cage that goes all the way around it and mm -hmm. in our warehouse below where the material bins goes, there's some staging bays that, right. You can crawl through, you know, pretty pretty easily, but it's like, you know, some don't don't do that. Right. Um, and for the most part, like, they're pretty good. We yeah. we track shrinkage a little bit, so it's it's not it's not crazy. Um, and as far as security, there's cameras out there, and, and we lock the doors for them out there. Right, right, right. Very good. Now you talked about inventorying a truck, you know, right away. That's step one. Yeah. Who who does that? Is that your purchasing agent, your warehouse person, with the new tech, the technician, or or how, what's that process? So part of our process, um, I can run through this, is the, the service manager and the technician will inventory the truck. Okay. All right, so they're uh, hiring a new guy today, inventory the truck, it's yours tomorrow, okay? So you're yeah. responsible for all the parts on that truck, and then you're responsible for the replenishment purchase orders. Um, and then every Wednesday after our family meeting, the service manager will go out to the parking lot with the text and inventory a letter code on the truck mm -hmm. each bin is you know i try to keep like items together like all the connectors are like a1 a2 a3 uh, and then try to keep like items in the same letter group in different okay. bin numbers so i think uh, our plumbing truck has uh all the way up to letter u so each week we'll inventory a letter code so um like for example today's wednesday we're gonna in, we're gonna inventory all of the a's in the mm. plumbing and he's gonna you know, fill a sheet we're missing x amount of fittings that weren't reported 
um, that fell off the truck, were lost, forgot to be reported, or, or whatever the case is. Um, so because that technician is signed for that truck, they are now fina financially responsible for all shrinkage. Ah, um, and I give okay. them a little variable of about $100. Okay. Okay, so if you're missing a $2 part off the truck, I'm going to slap your hands and say, don't do it again. And we're right. going to touch it. But if yeah. you're missing $200 worth of parts that has not been sold to a job, it is not on a on a purchase order, and you don't know where it went, that's coming out of your check. Wow. So they know you're doing this, obviously, regularly. So they know, hey, you know, even, again, the honest guys still make mistakes mm -hmm. sometimes, but they know it's, it's getting checked. So there's there, it is makes no sense for me to even try to get sly with this. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. That's great. The, the guys, I mean, there's they have no reason to not do the process. Right. You know, it, right. it doesn't cost them anything to order material from us. Sure. And you know, I'm a super lenient guy. If 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 technician Bill wants to do a little side job for his mom, like, hey, I'm fine. Yeah. Use the, let me know what you use. Just reorder for the truck. As that's long as it's not crazy, I'll let it go. Yeah. Is you have, I mean, you have those conversations regularly. Hey, if if it's for immediate family, what is the rule? Is there? I mean, there has to be. I'm sure some kind of rule. If it's immediate family, it's, it's okay. Immediate family that maybe can't use us, doesn't want to use us, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like friends and all that, we'll we'll run that through the company. Okay. So you know, is I, there? You know about it is the main. Sure. Thing. Sure. Um, is there ever a situation where they have to run to a Home Depot or something? So sure. How often do those come up? Sure. A little more often than I'd like. Um, okay. We're constantly tweaking the truck stock to, to, you know, get rid of things that we don't ever use and add things that are new and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. occasionally the, the guys will have to run to a Home Depot or a Lowe's or whatever. Sure. And um, they have to call their service manager, get approval. Okay. Um, and depending on location, what's happening on the job and where our warehouse guy is, we will either bring them the parts that they need so they don't have to leave the job. Oh, or okay. Have, you know, if it makes more sense for them to go, then we'll just send them to Home Depot. Okay. They, and I make this really difficult. Our guys do not have company credit cards. Oh, um, okay. Any way to pay for anything. Yeah. So they have to go pick out the parts they need, go stand. And if anybody's ever made a phone sale at Home Depot, they know it's a huge pain in the neck. <laughs> so they got to wait in line and Jessica will not accept the purchase unless they give her a purchase order number, which they can oh, make with their tablet. Yeah. So she can track all that. And they know that, and she's rejected them, and they get all mad and, and you know upset about it. But that's our our procedure; it's got to be followed. Yeah. Uh, and then they go back to the job. So why do I make it super difficult for my guys to do that? Because I don't want them to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's, that's that's interesting. Now, are they pay? I mean, you're paying. I, I forget how you set up your pay structure. I can't remember if anyone's hourly or anything like that. Are they paid for any of those running times to Home Depot? I can't recall again what you do. You know, uh, Florida losses, we got to pay them for the time that they work, but we right. break that down into performance pay. Mm -hmm. So you're right. paid for dollars per task on the job. Right. Okay. So you're if, performing. If, yeah. So if you fail to prepare for this job that you're going to and you don't have the parts that you need um, or whatever the case, like you're not paid any extra to go to Home Depot and back. Yeah. So they really generally don't want to go. Right. Is bottom line when it comes down to it. That's great. Mm -hmm. So because, you, you know, we hear all the time. Oh, you know, I. Like some other friend will call Joe the kind. Hey Joe, I see seven of your trucks at uh, Home Depot. I guess you're not making any money right now. So that's <laughs> thankfully that's thankfully something you're not dealing with anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I might have picked it some scabs for people that are listening to that right now. So sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, something that, I mean, everybody had company credit cards. Everybody had access to go all out. Um, yeah. In fact, we had these cool little debit cards that they can go anywhere with. 
and um, we were trying to keep track of about 15 of them. And then I noticed uh, somebody bought a $250 pair of sunglasses on, on one of the cards, but nobody Whoa. owned up. Yeah. So uh, that, that next day we caught them all up. So we're not doing that right. Yeah. Wow. How, how long ago was that? That was about two years, three years ago. Two years, three years ago. Yeah. And so you've been just working on this process ever since, I guess. Sure. Refining chill. No, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Do you allow your guys any like wiggle rooms in terms of materials that they, you know, really likes? For example, a guy really likes a certain type of fixture. He's just locked into a certain brand. Or, or do you have, hey, this is the Home Service Heroes stock. And, you know, we really would prefer if you, you sold that. Actually, I, I am a little bit lenient when it comes to that to a very small extent. Okay. Okay. Like we only want to install our material that we purchase so we can warranty it. Um, I do mm -hmm. have these two technicians that really love this one specific type of LED retrofit bulb, whatever it makes them happy to keep that <laughs> so they can have that. Um, yeah. One of my plumbers really enjoys uh, this particular type of garbage disposal versus what we normally buy. If he likes it, he's going to sell more of it, then he can, that's fine. He can All have right. that. Right. Um, breakers and panels, we try to keep those pretty consistent to what we like. Air conditioning yeah. systems, we're only selling our brand that we like. Yeah. Uh, water conditioning and stuff like that. We're, we're specific to those. But, I mean, that's really it. It's not a whole lot of that, but there's, I know those two instances came up. Right. That's interesting. Well, and, and you're right. You said it. Uh, if a guy's more comfortable with it, it means he's going to be more comfortable to offer it, right, and build it in an sure. options. So it's going to lead to more sales. So I, I definitely get that. But I'm sure it adds a little more work. But, you know, for a few more sales, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, let's see. We talked about how uh, – so, again, just to reiterate, your techs do not get debriefed to another job uh, until they enter all those materials. Or maybe they do, but the service manager's calling behind, you know, if the dispatcher isn't able to, to say, hey, get that entered right away. So that doesn't get lagged too behind. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. And and so we make sure they don't forget. I created a part number called no material used. Mm. If we do a particular job, there's some, some out there that's maybe just a diagnostic or just a labor only and they don't use material, they still have to enter that part number. Oh, that's a good so nugget. They know they, don't, they didn't forget and keeps them in that routine. That's really good. That's a good nugget for sure. Some people are like that. Um, I guess, you know, you're just watching your numbers in real time, right? You're watching those labor percentages, those material percentages. You know, anything gets squirrely fast. And I guess you guys huddle every morning to kind of talk about that as a management team? Correct. Yes. Okay. Very good. Yep. So what gets monitored gets fixed. Managers are in charge of performance pay and they're in charge of their department's inventory. So they report those numbers every morning at our huddle. And we, you know, we use our uh, sales minus those two for kind of a rough gross margin number. And we mm -hmm. look at that daily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do, you, do you have um, like materials percentages broken down by technician? I know it's something like Jimmy Dale has and he yeah. always uses that to help drive how to fix now, certain problems. I heard him say that a while ago. Yeah. So we did that. For a four-week period, too and much. I killed us. <laughs> it was a lot to, to track down for each individual guy, and it turns out that all our guys are pretty much the same. So I was like, okay, well, you can go back to the group. I, you know, I want to see if any anybody was super shining or dragging everybody else down, but they were all very level. So that's good. That's good. Do you ever see much of a swing in terms of your material percentage? Is it more than a point or two, or or not not generally? No, it's never more than a point or two. Okay. Okay. What What was the biggest, I mean, you've talked, you've outlined a lot of steps your process. Was there anything that really made a big difference? Was it just that inventorying of the truck, for example, or or anything you can point to that you go, hey, yes. hey, members, you should do this. 
having the trucks organized is 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 key to the whole process. Right. Trucks have to be organized. You have to inspect them weekly, or they will become unorganized. And doing that inventory weekly is kind of the truck inspection and the little inventory as well. Yeah. So I got to keep on top of it. Everybody knows technicians are busy. They're out at eight o'clock at the job. At the end of the job, everything's thrown back into the truck, and they'll deal with it tomorrow yeah. until tomorrow's job. And then they throw everything on top of that. So got to keep on top of them every single at least once a week to, to keep it organized. Yeah, that's and, great. And took the truck following the materials on the floor. Mm -hmm. And so I guess this has become, I, I don't want to call it part of your culture, but it's an expectation, right? Everyone knows right. you can't get away with having a sloppy truck now. Um, so where where did you, I, I, I you know, Sonia mentioned me, you, you, I know you've been to Texas a bunch. Uh, you've visited Milestone Baker Brothers. I guess I'm sure you, and I know you do a good job connecting with other members. How did yeah. you kind of come up with this system? Was there anyone in particular that resonated with you, or is it just yeah. like an amalgamation of a bunch? I took uh, a few things from Milestone. I took a few things from from Baker Brothers. Took a few, few things from Brothers, and and of all the other contractors that we network, I took a little bit from you, a little bit from you, a little bit from you. Put yeah. together our system, and um, <laughs> funny story is these little sticker labels that I made with the pictures on them. I made yeah. them as I was outlining our plumbing trucks because mm. I don't come from the plumbing world. I yeah. don't know anything about plumbing parts, so I needed <laughs> the pictures to help me put them on the truck. Sure. So, wow, that I'm going to do this for all the departments. Yeah. Hey, whatever whatever little things make a big you know those little things make a big difference for sure. Sure. Uh, excellent. Well, hey, last question for you, John. This was great. This was a packed, uh, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Uh, any final advice you might have for for members, you know, setting up, managing their trucks, their inventory, anything to kind of help them, you know, secure that winning edge. Keep them organized and check them regularly, and then watch your numbers as often as you can. Right. Very good. Excellent. Well, John, really appreciate your time. You're always so generous. Uh, I know our audience thanks you. Wish you and the rest of your team at Home Service Heroes continued success. Uh, have a great day, and have a great day, everyone uh, that are watching and listening. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. That's John Plissy of Home Service Heroes in Tampa, Florida, on inventory management. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If so, please like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're on your favorite podcast player, please leave us a five-star review. The two seconds you take to leave a review will help other success-minded contractors like you find us and hopefully get a little bit better, which elevates our entire industry. And please join me for future episodes. This has been The Successful Contractor, powered by CertainPath. Support for this podcast comes from Staples. Staples is the leading provider in office supplies, offering a vast selection of products and services. Over the last two years, Staples has also become one of America's largest janitorial suppliers as well. From your everyday business essentials to your office furniture, printing, facilities, and break room, Staples can do it all. Staples offers benefits to help create efficiencies in procurement and consolidate vendors to streamline internal processes. Visit www.staplesadvantage.com to learn more. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Certain Path family. Certain Path builds successful home service businesses and has for 23 years. We do it by providing contractors with a proven path to success, professional coaching, software solutions, and a member community of over 1,000 contractors just like you. Doubling your sales with a 20% net profit and an inspiring company culture is all possible. Let us show you the way. With Certain Path, success is made certain. Visit www.mycertainpath.com for more information. Thank you.